Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter number six, and we're actually going to continue our study on the armor of God. We started this whole um, back in, I believe it was, I'm going to date this series, but it was like in May. Was it? Yeah, man, we don't mess around around here. We get into God's word up in, up in Frida House. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was in May, I felt the Holy Spirit say, have a lead our church to a Bible study. And we just wanted to, basically, you're in our living room, I'm in my living room here and um, at Freedom House. And we would just go through verse by verse. And so we started the book of Ephesians. It turned into like a five-month series. It's been amazing. Five-month really series five in series. one book of the Bible, wow. y'all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But why five months? It's not because we like dragging it out. It's because we take our time. I always tell people, Freedom House, we are not a fast food type of church. We're like, we're like a, a, a Mastro's. Ooh. We like to get into the steak. There you go. And the potatoes. Oh, he's getting us hungry now. Cheese. Now he's getting us hungry. <laughs> oh, that's right. Shout out to like most of us steak. in our living rooms. Woo, woo. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so we like to get into the meat of the word, and we like to dissect it and, and open it. And so it's going to be, be awesome. Just send us at the Coretto Watch Party. What's up, Coretto family? Hey. Come on, they got my monitor up. We love What's the Coretto up, family. Mario, Sylvia, and the Coretto family. We love all you guys. Shout out. Woo, woo. Um, awesome. Hey, also. I'm just, I got to, you know, we got a lot of vision. Listen, ain't no virus going to steal my vision. Come on. God is still moving. So in November, check this out. Next, next week, November. Can you believe we're coming on November already, which by the way. No, I can't. November's next week. So November, the first Wednesday of November, we're going to do what's called our first Wednesdays. And we're going to have services in our locations, um, Costa Mesa and Fullerton and also online. But then the subsequent Wednesday, so the following Wednesdays in November, we're actually going to do, we want to create more community within our church family. So I want you to host a connect group on Wednesday watch party, like the, you saw right now, someone said Coretto, and so Coretto watch party or other watch parties, and we want you to invite people to your house, and, and we want you to pray with one another. And so our live in-person midweeks will be on the first Wednesday of each month. But the subsequent Wednesdays are going to be Bible studies in your home. And I want you to invite people, pray for one another. God really just has me right now, you know, really um, building up community and cause and, and really praying for one another. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, put the link, put another link on there. Um, you can register for our connect groups. It's under our connect group links. And we want you to be able to do that in Jesus' name. All right, what's happening? Pastor Brian, sorry, next steps, November 15th. Pastor Brian, help me out here. Next step class is November. Yeah, yeah, we're we going to start uh, Grow Track. So make sure to get into Grow Track. We're ready to rock. Did you press the share button yet? Press the share button yes. on Facebook. We need to have 100 shares tonight. Let's get everybody on Facebook in the Word of God. And um, quick testimony as I'm opening my Bible here, Ephesians chapter 6. We have uh, one particular person that said that their friend shared with them the YouTube link, texted them the YouTube link. They said they watched the service rededicate their life to Christ. Wow. And now they're Come coming on. to church and they're serving God. My so God. My God. God can use your life. Okay. Yes. So you just God grab can use your share. Of, yeah, grab the link <laughs> and, and do that. So press, don't be embarrassed. Let God use your Facebook Amen. page. Amen. All right. Ephesians chapter number six. And uh, we're going to read, honey, would you read verse 12 through verse number 17? Verse 12 yes. through verse number 17. And uh, actually, look at Mia says she checked her notes, and the first time was 4:22 was the first day. 
Whoa, wow. Mia. So we've been in this wow. thing for almost six months. Since late no, April. That's six months. That is six months. Yeah. April, no, you're right. May, June, July, August. You're September, right. Because today is the 21st. So Bro, tomorrow. we just did six months. Wow. In six the months book in one book. Y'all give God some praise. We ain't playing around here. Yes. I like that. Let's make it seven months. It's <laughs> been it's been thorough. Yeah. It's been good. It's been thorough. Amen. It's been good. Mm -hmm. I, you know, come on, man. And so it's really good. Our campus pastor doing a fantastic job. Student pastor is so so good. All right. Okay, starting on verse 12 through 17. through 17. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, Come on now. so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to, the, to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit, mm. which is, is the, the word, word of, of God. God. Mm. I want to talk to you tonight, our um, installment on the armor of God. Particularly, we're going to talk about the sword of the spirit, which is quite interesting because I've been talking the last two Sundays mm -hmm. about when God told Ezekiel to prophesy the word of the Lord. We're going to dig even deeper so tonight. Come on. I'm, putting in my, I'm putting on my Bible college professor hat tonight. So y'all <laughs> going to get, not Pastor Josiah, you're going to get Professor Josiah. Professor, <laughs> Professor so Josiah, here we teacher, go. The teacher, the yes, teacher. Come the on, teacher. somebody. I Let's love pray. it. Father, we thank you tonight. Speak to us, Lord. And we pray that your word would pierce our hearts like yes, nothing Lord. else on yes, earth can. Lord. As the Bible declares, your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. God, it, it, it pierces through the soul and the spirit, the mm. bone and the marrow, Father, and it checks the intents of our heart. So mm. give us the grace to communicate your word, Father. We move out of the way so your spirit can move. And tonight I pray you build us up yes. in your word. Build in Jesus' up. name we pray. Everybody says amen. amen and amen. Come on, someone just write in the comment sections, I'm ready for the word. Come on, I'm ready, ready for, the word. for the word. Well, we've been talking about armor of God, honey, and mm -hmm. Freedom House family this last couple of weeks. And yeah. I felt that this was very pertinent, especially during this time frame, because really the armor of God is all about spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And so you're tuning in tonight, and I think there's one thing that we've got to be really good at, and that's spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. We've got to know how, how to deal with spiritual matters. And the reason behind that. I feel like I got louder, huh? I think yeah. I just moved this right here. That's why. Ooh, boom. Yeah, because I moved it. It was like lower. Oh. Yeah, so it's higher. Oh, okay. wow. So <laughs> This was supposed to be the whole time. <laughs> That's what's, exactly. You see that? Come on, somebody. Sound team will help me out. So, um, you know, we got to learn how to do warfare, you know, in the spiritual realm. I think a lot of people, they know how to fight in the physical realm. They know how to argue. Yeah. Hello. They know how to get in the flesh. <laughs> Y'all know how to take your earrings off. Like, what you say about oh, my mama? Oh, you know, oh, we, we know oh, how to do oh. different. We know now how it's to. Personal. We know how, how to get on each other's nerves in the flesh. We know we know how to battle in the flesh. You know, if you're married, you know your spouse's buttons. 
You know how to get under their skins. You know, you know how to get on your best friend. You know how to get on your, your mom or your dad. You know how to get on your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know each other's buttons. And, and I think a lot of times the reason we lose metaphorically in life or we give up ground, let me say that better, we give up ground to the enemy in our life mm-hmm. is because we don't know how to, how to fight the devil in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. You cannot fight Satan with these. Okay, this, these, these physical fists will not be able to fight Satan. Um, you can't punch him. You, know, you, you, you can't do anything in the physical to be able to win spiritual battles. Your physical ability is no good in the spiritual realm. So Paul begins to write in Ephesians as we've journeyed through the whole book of Ephesians. He begins to talk about the armor that a believer should wear um, so that they can go ahead and, and fight against the, the wiles of the enemy and be able to overcome. And it's outlined in verse 12 where the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces. Now, the, the armor of God, as we've been studying, what I want to tell you is that the armor of God, God has this on our lives so that we can hold our ground against Satan and against his demons that try to come against our life. And I think right now, a lot of people are going through spiritual warfare. Oh, yes. Oh, you know yes. I, mean? I believe that. A lot of spiritual mm-hmm. warfare going on right now. Yes. Um, all that's happening around this world, spiritual warfare. And I know that we're going through a physical pandemic, but there's also a spiritual right. pandemic um, where Satan is trying to fight people spiritually right. uh, to inject you know, fear and um, strongholds and, and yes. uh, relapse into sin or relapse into addictions or or to go backwards um, into yeah. in their walk with God. There's a fight for territory, mm-hmm. a fight for territory yeah. right now. And that's what strongholds are even. there. It's, it's territory that has been taken or won by the enemy over generation to generation. And right now there's just a fight for territory to hold the line, woman of God, man of God, hold the line past seven months and the the attacks of the enemy, the doubt of the enemy, the fear of the enemy that has been striking all the saints and dismantling and scattering the sheep and getting us all out of uh, sync with uh, the voice of God and the heart of God and the house of God. There is a fight for territory right now and it is a spiritual battle. It's a real thing and we have to walk into this with our spiritual eyes wide open. Certainly. And so when we talk about, you know, the armor of God, we need to recognize that the armor of God, um, God wants us to be able to wear the armor because we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. Oh, so, good. so this armor yes. that God has given us is, is not so much so that we can, um, you know, go, go you know, uh, try to get victory over Satan. No, God is saying, I've given you the armor because you already have victory over him. Mm. So we need to wear these defense mechanisms so that we don't give up the ground of the battle that's already been won by Jesus on the cross. So you got, you got to begin, let me give you doctrine here, okay? Is I'm not trying to defeat Satan. Satan is already defeated. Mm. What I'm doing is I don't want to give Satan any of the ground God already gave me. He already gave me forgiveness. He already gave me freedom. He already gave me authority. He already gave me, you know, peace of mind. He already so gave good. me so heaven. Good. That's already been given wow. to me. The Bible says we have been given all things through Christ Jesus, that it's in heavenly realms. So what is Satan? Satan is a thief. So he tries to steal what has already been given to you by God. So God gives you the armor so that I can protect what is already given to me. So I wake up every morning. I'm not trying to defeat Satan. He's already defeated. I'm trying to take 
to take authority over everything God already gave me so I can establish his kingdom. So, you know, we're not trying to achieve victory. Victory's already been given to us through Jesus. So we fight from an already won mentality. So when Satan comes, he's already a defeated foe. As we like to say, he's under D's feet. Get it? <laughs> defeated. He's under D's feet. So you can write devil on the bottom of your shoe so you can step on his head everywhere you walk. <laughs> okay. So um, Jesus already won the war. God wants us to suit up and show up. Mm. So the only way you lose is if you don't suit up. Mm. The only way you lose is if you're not wearing the proper wardrobe or you're not wearing the proper battle gear. And that's how you lose metaphorically. But what you're losing is you're losing ground. You're losing what God has already given you Mm. uh, in Christ Jesus. So um, Jesus wants to have this. So this last piece, so right, God gives us all the armor of God. Uh, You know, he gives us the breastplate of righteousness, the, the shoes of peace, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. And now we're gonna see that God's gonna give us the sword of the spirit. And if you're taking notes, I need you to write this down. The sword of the spirit that God gives us is the only offensive weapon. The sword of the spirit is the only offensive weapon. So everything prior to, you know, the sword of the spirit, the, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, everything, those are defensive weapons, right? Defense is a good offense, but the only offensive weapon that God gives us is his sword. And the sword of the spirit, uh, the Bible talks about here, it says here in verse 17, take up the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now I want you to see that the Bible says to take up, right? So here's the sword. He tells us take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So what the Bible is saying is that the sword is not something you come born with. You've got to take it up. You've got to pick it up. You've got to open it up. Who am I talking to? You got to open it up. You got to take up the sword of the spirit and you got to begin to operate with it. Now the Bible tells us what the sword of the spirit is and the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And so God tells us to to pick this up. Now the sword of the spirit that is given to us, it is important for battle. So remember the picture that Paul is making, I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I want you to jump in here. The picture that Paul is making is remember he's using a metaphor of a Roman soldier of what a a soldier in God's army would look like. And so what the sword is to a soldier is how important the word of God is to a Christian. Now, how important is a sword to a soldier? Extremely important. You can't win without it. Yeah. So like, you know... um, Again, I, I know there's different views and, and don't get all crazy here, but you know, you see those war scenes like Braveheart or these war scenes of, of all of these guys with swords and, and they're all ready, ah, you know, and, and they're ready to do battle. Can you imagine if a soldier showed up with, with a breastplate, a shield, you know, boots and, and bell and everything, and he showed up to the war and he didn't have a sword? Mm. What would happen to that soldier if he showed up to a war with no sword. Do, you want me to say yeah. that? He would die. He'd die. He'd die. He'd yes. die. Drop dead right there. First, like, by the first sword that came against him, <laughs> he'd be down. That's right. Yes. Well, did you know there's a lot of Christians that try to come to battle with no sword? Ooh. Talk to me, somebody. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So there's a lot of believers. Ouch. This is how they live their Christian life. Mm. That they literally wake up every day and they do battle without a sword. They say, but I got my faith. I believe in God. 
They said, but I'm saved. I got my helmet. They said, but I'm not lying. I got my, my belt of truth, mm. you know. And, they, and, and you live your life without the sword of the Spirit. And that means that you're living your life without the offensive weapon that God gave you. So a sword is so important to a, to a soldier that without a sword, he would not be able to do battle. Without a sword, um, you know, he wouldn't be able to, to fight the enemy. Without a sword, a soldier wouldn't be able to do it. In fact, a soldier would know his sword so good that it would be almost a part of it. It would be an extra arm of his body. That's how well he knew a sword is in his life. Come on, somebody. You want to say something? No, I didn't. Okay, you, you looked at me. You looked at me like you wanted to say something. I, I almost did. Yes. So, so we got to make sure that we take up the sword of the spirit. So, not knowing um, now, it's one thing to have your sword. Now, let me let me let me let me go a little deeper here. Is imagine if that soldier showed up to battle with the sword, but he never trained this with the sword. Oh goodness! That the so first I- time he was going to use a sword was when he was in war, <laughs> and this happens to a lot of Christians. What would happen if the first time he went to use his sword was when he was in a battle? He'd be like, I don't even know how to use this thing. Where do I go? It's upside down, bro. Oh my goodness, right? So <laughs> what happens to a lot of Christians, they only read their word when it's emergency time. That's now true. I'm not saying that's, that's bad, true. okay? So don't misinterpret what I'm saying. We're having Bible study here, okay? It's, it, you need to go to your Bible when it's hard times, but that shouldn't be the only time you read your Bible. You're supposed to be studying your sword so that right. you're good with your sword right. when wartime comes. Mm-hmm. So that when it gets really heated, you're like, I already, I've, I've already been practicing with my sword. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like Zorro, y'all. You know what I mean? Like you, you are like, you, you're, you're so good with your sword that you're able to, to, to you know, wield or weld it against the enemy and it makes sure that you happen. So, so there's so many Christians, so many believers, so many people that have been in church for years and they're wondering why they cannot gain territory in their lives. They're mm-hmm. wondering why they're unable to defeat this, this demonic uh, uh, attack of oppression or whatever it might be. They're wondering why. And I know, you know, some things cannot be driven out unless by prayer and fasting, of course, but, um, but they're just wondering why the, the enemy has has got a hold on certain things in their lives. And I believe that a big part of it, the next question would be after that is, are you in your word? Are you reading your word? Are you taking time, not just reading, you know, fast, not even just like reading fast through a verse or something and not thinking about it because I think it's Joshua 1.8, it says to meditate on it day and night. Meditating on the word of God day and night. And it's not about getting ready, it's about staying ready staying ready. We have to stay ready. So we get ready, yes, during those times where, you know, uh, we don't actively need it at the moment uh, for that specific time, but we stay ready because we have, uh, like you said, we have the time that we've taken to train ourselves on how to wield our swords, on how to defeat the enemy, on, you know, and what does that mean? What does that look like? That means having the right scripture for the right attack. Having the right scripture attack for, so, for example, you know, the enemy had hit me so hard with anxiety and, and uh, tried to get me into depression. And I had to t- tell myself, okay, I would ask myself in the morning this. I'd say, Marie, yeah. how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Because I want to stay in tune with my feelings. I'm not saying that it's not a good thing. But, yes, feelings are important. You got to ask yourself how you're feeling. But I would stop there. I would stop there. Because the next thing I was neglecting to ask is what is the truth of the word saying to combat that feeling 
that a lot of times has been manipulated and taken advantage of by the enemy. The enemy will take advantage of your lack of study time. The enemy will take advantage of your lack of time management. The enemy will take advantage of you taking, putting it in a second, third, or fourth priority in your life. He'll take advantage of you, and then we wonder why we feel taken advantage of. We wonder why we're having attack after attack after attack. It's because we don't apply the truth of the Word of God to sometimes how we are feeling or what's going on emotionally or internally. We have to have the Word of God in of us. As David said, thine word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. Do you have a word hidden in your heart? When the enemy comes at you, do you have a scripture ready? Do you have something ready to say back to him to extinguish that word that he has spoken over you? Because let me tell you, the word of God is more powerful than your words, more powerful than any uh, other person that has spoken a good quote or something that you scrolled in and you said, "Mm, that's so good that they said on Instagram or on Facebook, the word of God is sharper, it's better, it's more powerful. It can combat and defeat any lie of the enemy. We have to have the word of God ready. I trust the word of God over my words every single day. Yeah, absolutely. So bring me my, my prop if you can. Can you bring oh, me my prop? prop for you. Yeah, I got yes. a prop. Come on, some props for the prop. Good word, honey. Preach, woman of God. What do we have here? What do we have there? Freedom! <laughs> Come on, y'all don't even know. So I got a sword here. And That's come a real on. sword. This is that a is real a real sword. Sword. They actually gave my wife the sword. It's not really sharp. Careful, okay? careful, no, it's not sharp. Careful. It's not sharp. It's not well, sharp. Let's not find out. It's like know? a toothpick. I'm not just saying, come on. All right. <laughs> so it's fine. What are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm from the hood, y'all. Come on now. I understand, I'm just, you Okay, know, anyway. Just be so, careful. I understand. It's a real sword. So you see this real sword. This is here a real sword. And the Bible is saying what a sword is to a soldier, mm-hmm. the Bible is to a Christian. Mm. Okay. And, you know, this, this here, if you don't have this in your life, mm. then you're basically trying to go to war without this. Don't you go to war without a sword. In fact, I'm going to preach it real hard now, okay, because I love you. Don't even, if, you, better, you better make sure that you, whoever you call best friend has one of these. You better make sure whoever you're going to date, boyfriend or girlfriend, hey. has one of these. Hey. You better make sure that they know how to use one of these or else you're trying to hook up with someone that doesn't have one of these. And how are they going to protect your life? How are they going to fight the devil in your life if they don't got no word, they got no sword, they can do nothing. See, sword, 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 word. How do you spell sword? S-W-O-R-D. Word is in the sword. Come on, so somebody. So good. So, man, so I'm going to tell you right now, ladies, if you, you're thinking about he's cute. Does he have a sword? Mm. You know, does he, does he know how to use this? Because if he don't know how to use the sword, he can't protect your life. Come on, smile right here for the camera. Oh. <laughs> ah, okay, come on. Really Fight the devil. I know, exactly. So, we, we, yeah, God's word is power. Is, so, that's heavy duty right there. Heavy, yeah. yeah, yeah you got to really learn how right. to handle this. You if gotta, you're in battle, I mean, if yeah. this is anywhere near an example yeah. of what they had in battle in real times when they used the sword, yeah. you really need to work on your grip. Yeah. Hey, let's get a grip, huh? Get a grip. Uh-huh. Come on, men and women, God. Right. let's get a grip on the word of God. <laughs> you right. got to strengthen your right arm. Mm-hmm. You got to strengthen. strengthen. You got to use skill. Everything. Yeah. Balance. All and of it. And it is possible, I'll just say it now, but to develop 
in your spiritual swordsmanship, okay? And, and this is where maturity comes into play, where, you know, my life, I've always said, man, I want to learn how to use God's word. And I believe that over the course of my 20, almost 25 years saved is I've developed my swordsmanship. So when, some, when the enemy tries to come at me, I'm like, devil, I'm like, Zora, back behind me. And I'm like, what's up, y'all? Like, I'm ready. And you got to develop your swordsmanship. This is why you got to, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved as a workman. Um, this is why Bible college students, you are in swordsmanship school is what you're in. This is why you're in connect groups. This is why you're, this is why you're memorizing scripture because you're memorizing moves. It's the same devil trying to just mess with a different person. So you got to develop your swordsmanship. This is why you're logged online on a midweek. This is why you come to church on a Sunday. This is why you got to stay in your word because you want to develop your swordsmanship. And as you progress in your Christianity, you should be getting better with your sword. Or are you still like, I only know John 3, 16. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. Come on, somebody, all right? And you wonder why the enemy keeps beating you up. So the Bible you tells us why. that the sword of the spirit is, the Bible says, the word of God, okay? So there are three, the, the, the Greek word here, okay, remember, we're, we're in Bible study. Professors in the house. Here's the, here's the Greek word, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. That There are three uh, terms, three Greek words that are referenced to what the word of God is. Write this down. The graph, the graphy, which is G-R-A-P-H-E. The logos, which is L-O-G-O-S. And the rhema, which is R-H-E-M-A. The graphy, the logos, and the rhema, word of God. These three are used to depict what the Bible is. Now, I'm gonna go quick here, so stay with me. What the graphy is, the graphy word of God is the, is the sacred writing. So when the Bible talks about the word of God, it often refers to the actual writings. This is the graphy word of God. This is the Bible that's in print. This is the Bible that, that, that comes in, in written form. So if I were to tell you the graphy word of God, that's the Bible that you have in your hand. This is the Bible that you have in your, in your iPhone or your, your, your Galaxy or what have you. It's the app. It is the, it is the wor word of God. And it's powerful. But when the Bible says the sword is the graph, it's not talking about the Bible right here. Because some think that because they have a Bible, that it's like a good luck charm. Okay? Just because you have a Bible, it don't mean nothing. Okay, you can have a Bible in, in, your, in your desk or a Bible in your bookcase. It don't mean nothing. That ain't going to change your life just because you own a Bible. Okay, you, you can own a Bible bookstore. That ain't going to change your life. Okay, what changes your life is when you get this into you. Come on, somebody. Come on. So the, the graphy is the written word of God. The logos, okay, the logos is, is the message of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when you come to church like you're right now and I'm preaching the word of God, and you're understanding the message, that's the logos. And so you hear a good word, it speaks to you, you're like, wow, I never knew that. You're learning, you're understanding the stories. Now the Bible becomes what's known as the logos. So I am right now preaching the logos word of God. Mm -hmm. But the rhema word of God, this is very important because when the Bible says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It didn't say it was the graphy and it didn't say it was the logos. It says that it's actually the Greek word is the rhema word of God. 
What is the rhema word of God? Listen tonight. If you don't listen to anything else I said, listen. do not forget listen. what I'm telling you right now. The rhema word of God is the declared word of God. It is the spoken Woo. word of God. So the sword of the spirit is the spoken word of God that comes out of your mouth. That is the one that defeats Satan. That's the one that the Bible says is the one that pierces the heart of darkness. This is the one that begins to come out of our lives that gives us the power of God for spiritual warfare. And this is why you don't need to just go to the bookstore and buy a Bible. This is why you just can't come to church and hear a message or a podcast. You've got to get God's word in your spirit and you've got to get a rhema word and this is the word that begins to overcome Satan. This is what Jesus used in Matthew chapter 4 when Satan tried to come against Jesus and Jesus says it is written man should not live by bread alone he was using a rhema word and this is why most people most Christians they lose ground to Satan is because they don't have a rhema word they have a graphy word and a logos word but they don't got the rhema word Come the on. spoken word of God and you got to develop your rhema word in order to reign in new dimensions in new places is because you got rhema what is rhema? Rhema is when you're like, I don't even need this. I could just talk it to you. I could just speak it to you. That is where God wants you to walk is with rhema revelation. So good. Rhema revelation, I'm going to tell you right now, only comes by you spending time with God's word. It only comes when you're, when, you're, when you're memorizing it. And thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. This is where David writes, your word is sweeter than honeycombs. It's, mm. it's sweeter than the honey from a honeycomb. And, 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 and burn yeah, open up the, open the scriptures. scriptures to us. This oh. is the rhema mm. word of God that needs to be put inside of our lives. Now, the gra- follow me here. The graphy, the book, gives you the logos, the message, but it's the rhema that cuts and pierces the enemy. Come on. It's the rhema word of God. It's when you begin to speak and utter it from your own lips into your own life and into your own atmosphere that will literally change everything. That's when Hebrews chapter four and verse 12 says it like this. Honey, would you read that for me? Hebrews chapter four and verse 12, New King James Version. We've been studying this. Come on. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So I've been talking about this scripture, so I'm going to go a little deeper tonight, is that the word of God, the Bible says, living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And notice the first thing thing it cuts, pierces the soul and the spirit. Mm. The Bible is so sharp, this Bible is so sharp that it cuts through the invincible. That's how sharp it is. It don't just cut through bread, it don't just cut through your steak, it cuts through what your eyes can't even see. That's how sharp the word of God is spoken from your mouth. It is so sharp that it will literally slice its way from what is soulish, from what is spiritual. Now hear me talk about it, that the soulish realm, right, is your mind, will, and emotions, but the spirit is what comes from God. God will use his word to cut through your soul and slice through everything that is in your natural man or your natural woman and slice it away from your a spiritual man or the spiritual woman that you are. Now, why does God do that? Why does God's word slice right through you? Because sometimes God got to get us out of our own way. Mm. 
He got to get me out of my own way. My natural mind out of my own way. So it slices through your soul, your mind, will, and emotions because God got to get you out of your own way. Got to get you out of your own head. Got to get you out of defeating yourself. I call it the enemy of the inner me. I'll say it again. The enemy Enemy of the inner me. God has to slice you away so that your spirit can begin to lead Mm. what God has inside of you. And that's why I love when you come to church, God will slice and dice you. (laughs) You know, you leave church, you're like, man, I got cut up. Pastor, don't cut me up. Come on, the word of God cut me up. That's right. (laughs) It cut me up. Now, Now, honey, how have you... How has God used his word to slice you out of your own way? So many times while I'm reading the scripture, I mean, my goodness, you could be going through something really heavy while you're reading the scriptures and you're searching. And the Bible says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Let me tell you, when you open up the word of God and you're asking God for a word, he is so faithful. And what I do is I don't just give God 30 seconds. I don't give him 60 seconds. I stay and I keep meditating on the word of God until he speaks to me. And God is so faithful because these thoughts could be swarming through your head. These uh, mind battles can be, uh, you know, um, coming against you. And you could be searching for a, a word to combat the enemy that is coming against your life at that moment. And God is faithful to give you a word. And you keep your face in his book. And let me tell you, when it, it cuts away your fear, it slices it away. I mean, read Psalm 91 and Psalm 119. It slices that fear away. It slices the doubt away. You know, I love James before it says uh, not to be double-minded, a double-minded person because they're unstable in all their ways. There's so many times I'm reading the word of God and I'm asking God saying, Lord, I don't want to be double-minded. I want to be focused on what you want my mind to be focused on. I want to be in unity with you. I want to be in alignment with you. And it makes me, the word of God not only combats the enemy, but it makes me confront myself so that I when I'm done reading what I'm reading for that day, when I close the book, I get up more mature. I get up uh, more uh, uh, focused. I get up ready. I get up with a word in my spirit. And you know, there's times the Lord will give you a word and you just keep saying it throughout the entire day because you are fighting that enemy all day with that word and you keep right. gaining territory. You keep, the, the devil keeps saying, oh, well, I get that territory. You're like, no, you don't have that territory because the word of God says, unless you got to say it over and over and over because let me tell you, when you speak the word of God, there is authority in the word of God and it calms every fear. It calms every anxiety. It calms every racing heart because the word of God is powerful powerful and I know that may sound simple and it is simple it really is simple and I hope it is simple as you're hearing it right now because the enemy wants you to think that it is so difficult to overcome anxiety it's so difficult to overcome the enemy spiritual battle is so hard spiritual battle is just you know uh, oh the attack of the enemy it's so hard no it's not when you know how to use the word of God and wield your sword and combat the enemy it is easy because you're not fighting for victory you're fighting from victory you have the victory in Jesus name you are equipped with every tool every scripture every living word to combat the enemy that is against your life, to combat the enemy that is against your marriage right now, to combat the enemy that is against your mind. I'm telling you right now, you have the word of God. It is alive. 
It is available to you and God wants you to use it. And you know, I want to talk to the person right now that feels guilty. You feel guilty every single time you open the word of God because you think you're not reading it enough. You're like, oh man, I'm only coming to you right now, God, because I'm going through something and you feel guilt. And listen, I've been there before. I was like, God, I know I'm just reading it right now. I know I'm just praying right now, but I need you right now. God is faithful. God is faithful. Listen, turn it around and say, Lord, I know I'm coming to you in an emergency mode right now, but you are faithful. And your word says that all who call on the name of the Lord shall Shall be be saved. saved. Yep. Come on. Resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. So you're feeling guilty and you're saying, man, I just feel guilty for opening my word because I'm not faithful in it. Well, you know what? Let's, it's time now. I had to turn that corner in my life. I ran out of excuses to hold off on reading the word every single day and meditating on the word day and night. And I turned that over in my life because you know what? I can't survive off of yesterday's manna. And I can't survive off of false interpretations of manna, of other people's sayings and slogans and witty remarks. I can't survive off that. My spirit cannot survive off that. The devil is not afraid of that. The devil's afraid of the word that is in your heart is God breathes scripture and God wants you to use it. God wants you to use it. Listen, there's someone, there's a mother watching right now and you're praying for your son. You are praying for your son. He is not serving God right now and he's gone wayward and you just feel guilty and you just burst out in tears and you can't even continue to pray anymore because you feel guilty that your life isn't completely in alignment. Let me tell you right now that God has heard your prayers. God loves you. God has forgiven you, and God is calling you to a deeper walk with Him. As a matter of fact, you are called to intercessory prayer. Sometimes the things that we run from are the very things that God wants us to run into. And I just want to encourage you right now to get in your Word. Get in your Word. Get in the Scriptures. Read a Scripture. Lift your head up and say, God, how how do you want to speak to me about this right now? Don't think about how it's going to change your spouse. Don't think about how your kids need to hear it, how your enemy at work needs to hear it. Say, God, first me. First me. Then my world. Come on. Amen. Amen. So good. Keep going. That's great. Come on, somebody. Get some fire emojis up in that. Amen. You know, last thing I'll say is this out of my notes is Jesus used the rhema word against Satan. In Matthew chapter 4, remember the temptation. Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted. And the Bible tells us that Satan came and he tempted Jesus. And I want you to listen to what Jesus used all throughout the scriptures to combat the lies of the enemy. In Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says in verse number number 3, it says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Watch how Jesus responds in verse 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Satan tries to swing at Jesus. Jesus replies back with the sword of the Spirit. Bam, stops it. Go down to verse number 6. It says, I'm sorry, verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the highest temple. The devil will always take you to, will allow you to go to high places, sometimes to tempt you. Verse 6, if you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself. I want you to watch this. This is very important. Thank you, Jesus, for taking us here. Satan says, for it is written, 
He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands and they will not strike you against their stone. Listen, Satan knows scripture too. The devil knows verses too. So Satan twists the scripture against Satan against Jesus and watch what Jesus says in verse 7. Listen carefully. Jesus answered, "It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test." What am I trying to tell some people that have been saved for now? You've been saved for some time. You're not a new believer no more. No more excuses. You didn't get saved last year. No more 6 months. You've been saved for a few years. You gotta have some. It is also written verses in your life. You've been trying to survive on the bread of the word, but now God wants to take you to the meat of the word. You've been trying to survive on the lechita of the word. Too much baba, too much milky, Christian. You gotta get to the meat and potatoes and get some. It is also written up in your vocabulary. That's why you can't get past the first dimension and the first level because you're still on it is written and Satan keeps lying to you with false doctrines, with false, you know, cessationism, with false, you know, you're the elect and all this nonsense so you can't grow in your spiritual walk. So you got to get some it is also written in your vocabulary so you can go to another level in your spiritual walk with God. Someone say it is also written. Say it's also written. Get some, it is also written revelation in your life. And you need to get this because I'm going to tell you right now, it happens to a lot of people. I've been saved now nearly 25 years. I am a hashtag church boy. And I've seen people get on fire for God. Then somebody comes with some false doctrine, with some type of teaching. You know, they read something or they see something or, or they hear something. And then the enemy got some. They lose their fire. They started fasting. They started on fire for God. They were spirit-filled. They were speaking in tongues. They were seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. And then some some cessationist said, you know, God doesn't speak anymore. That's in the old. That was only for the that was only for the apostles. And you know, they get all they get so, you know, and and then they lose their spiritual fervor because what happens is the the enemy tries to drown them out with doctrine. And I'm gonna tell you right now, live like Jesus. Jesus prayed for miracles. Jesus spoke the word of God. Jesus prayed for the sick. Jesus established the kingdom. Jesus cast out devils. And I'm called to live like Christ. I'm going to be spirit filled. I'm going to be tongue talking, devil stomping. I'm going to be believing for signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm going to prophesy God's word. And in the last days, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy in the name of Jesus. I fell that real quick. So listen, you got to get this, okay? Someone say, it is also written. It is also written. It is also written. So so don't don't let nobody throw you off, okay, with false doctrine. You're spirit-filled. You're spirit-filled. You are living in signs, wonders, and miracles. It's the New Testament church. We are doing what God called us to do. And, and I have to say this strongly because especially in our day and age, there's all these beliefs about, you know, uh, and I, I got to talk about this where, you know, um, uh, you, yeah. uh, you're one of the elect, you know, or, or once saved, always saved, or predestined, you know, to hell. That, that's all nonsense, okay? That is false doctrine. And I'm telling you, listen to me, that is, that is hindering the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I don't believe anybody's predestined to hell. Jesus, Bible says that God desires none to perish, but right, all to right, come to right. repentance. 
okay? So we must preach the gospel, save souls, and make disciples. Of course we're not saved by our works. That's foolish whoever teaches that. But in order for the kingdom to be established, the church has to get to work. Jesus said, go and make disciples. What does that mean? Disciples are not just born. You got to make them. You got to, you have to serve. Jesus served, I'm going to serve. Jesus prayed, I'm going to pray. Why would Jesus pray? Because we have the ability to change the course of action. Yes, God is sovereign, but why did Jesus pray? Because we have the ability to pray and to change the course of the future. This nation needs the believers to pray, not to sit back and say, well, lo que será, será. And, uh, no, no. Get in the fight. Someone say, get in the fight. Get in the fight. And start establishing the kingdom of God. And don't be like, I'm in the rest of the Lord. When we get to heaven, you'll be in the rest of the Lord, okay? Right now, you need to get into the battle of the Lord. For the kingdom of God suffered the violent, the violent taken by force, okay? Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say, just sit back on your, on your chair and talk doctrine. And just, you know, he said, go, get, get involved, establish the kingdom. Shout amen. Come on, amen. I feel the power amen. of God. Someone say, it is also written. It is also written. Then the last one. Here, watch this one. This is the last one that I'm done. I got to do a whole series on temptation. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I yes. think I got to tell people how to overcome temptation. Yes. I got to do a whole series on it. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, I'm going to do that. Coming up, series on temptation. Again, the devil took uh, him to a very high mind and showed him all the kingdom of the world. He said, I will give this all to you if you bow down and worship me. Notice Satan can give you things. Okay, Satan can give you stuff. Okay, not, not all blessings are from God. Satan can bless your life, what appears as a blessing. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus used scripture, but then he used the ultimate. He rebuked Satan. He used the word to say, away from me. And some of you, you, you just need to you let the scripture slice and dice certain things out of your life. Relationships, people, wow. mindsets, wow. places, wow. things. Come on. I'm going to just slice it out of my life. Yes. And I'm going to get it out of my life in Jesus' name. Someone wow. say it is written. Here, get a picture with the sword. Right here, honey. Smile right here. Me, Go oh, in and put that. Again. <laughs> like this. Look like this. Up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Is God good? Yes, all the time. I said, is God good? All the time. Someone say it is written. Someone say I'm a devil stomper. I'm a devil stomper. Say, I, I, I'm a kingdom builder. I'm a kingdom builder. Say, I'm a serve like Jesus. I'm a serve like Jesus. Say, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the gospel. Say, I'm going to make disciples. I'm going to make disciples. Say, I'm going to pray for the sick. I'm going to pray for the sick. Say, I'm going to speak in the spirit. I'm going to speak in the spirit. I'm going to believe God for salvation. I'm going to believe God for salvation. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. For the course of the future. For the course of the future. To be changed. To be changed. I believe. I believe. That in the last days. That in the last days. The, 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 the sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Shall prophesy. The goodness, of God. the goodness of God in Jesus name, in Jesus name. amen come amen. on give God some praise amen, amen. come on let's amen. worship him sing this song amen. of worship come on worship him thanks for joining us today we pray you were encouraged by this message show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today see you next week